Hello, I'm Christina Young, and you're back with Books and Chat in Gloucester Book Club. Tonight I'm going to be reading you a short story from a collection of ghost stories and poetry, and it's called Spooky Ambiguous, and the collection is an intriguing one where nothing and no one is as they seem. And it's published in the Cotswolds by Crump's Barn Studio. I hope you enjoy. A Visitor by Holly Crawford Alvina knew someone was coming and so settled herself by the fire in good time. Come out of the shadows, young un, she called, not taking her eyes from the dancing flames. And mind where you're putting your feet. I've only just got those hedgehogs off to sleep under those leaves and I don't want you disturbing them. After a few moments, the bushes rustled and parted like curtains on a stage. Slowly revealing the star of the show, which in this case was a little girl with long dark plaits and green eyes as wide as saucers. did you know I was here? The little girl whispered. Alvina smiled to herself because they all came to her at one time or another. What ails you little one? The lady asked as she prodded at the fire. The little girl frowned and Alvina gave herself a mental shove. She was always forgetting to adjust her language. Time went so quickly you see. That was the trouble. I mean, what's the matter? The girl looked down at her muddy shoes and scuffed some loose leaves underfoot. Me and the others, the other children from the village, we was all going trick-and-treating, but nobody would come any further because they all say, they all say, she swallowed, tilted her head and looked Alvina in the eye, that you're a wicked witch. And what do you say? I reckon there's good and bad in everyone, witches and humans, the child said without hesitation. She stared at the fire for a second and pushed her heavy fringe from her eyes. And me mum says that people should keep their onions to themselves, especially if they ain't got nothing to say about folk that's nice. Alvina nodded slowly. Well, I reckon you're wise beyond your years and brave coming here on your own and in the dark. Well, I didn't want you to feel left out. That's nice. And anyway, I weren't on my own, Alice said, pulling at her pinafore dress. The forest animals, they're my friends and they never leave me. Alvina's eyebrows rose, but she wasn't mocking. And I reckon the rest of the group are a load of sissies anyway, not wanting to come down, the little girl rambled on. Besides, you don't look like a witch. And what does a witch look like? The question made Alice wrinkle her nose in concentration. Well, they wear long black robes and have hooked noses with warts and Alvina let out a laugh. 
that blooming Wizard of Oz film had a lot to answer for. Is that the truth, is it? But that means you can't be a witch because you, the little girl continued, hardly pausing for breath, have nice, colourful clothes and are very pretty. I like the flash of grey in your red hair. Ah, yes, that, Alvina said hesitantly, patting the silver streak. Not my doing, actually. It was, uh, I'm Alice, by the way, the little girl said, ignoring her and stepping forward, hand extended. Hello, Alice, by the way, Alvina said as they shook hands. I'm Alvina. The little girl mouthed the word a few times as if trying it out. That's a nice name, she decided eventually. Why, thank you. I always wanted to come here anyway, Alice continued matter-of-factly as she turned to take in the thatched cottage with its stained glass windows and tidy porch. You've a lovely house. Me mum always says so whenever we pass on our way to market. Mind you, Alice continued, with the air of someone who was seven going on thirty-five. Mum's always saying, I must bake that lady a cake, but she always forgets. I'll remind her again when I get back, if you like. Don't you go worrying your mum about baking for me, Alvina said, though it's a very nice thought. I do quite nicely here on my own. I think it's a fine thing you live alone, Alice said with a wistful look in her eye. The girls in the village, they're always saying, when I get this or when I have a baby, that. She stopped and shuddered before adding, but I think that's so boring. I want to go on adventures first and adopt one, no, two, baby dragons at least. Had any luck trick-or-treating? Alvina said, quickly changing the subject. Caring for dragons was hard work and not something to be undertaken lightly. She was still trying to get the scorch marks off her living room carpet and her last set of hatchlings had flown the nest yonks ago. Sometimes even magic couldn't help with household chores. Alice peered into her bucket to remind herself of her haul. Some pennies and some sweets? And you'll be posing the same cheeky question to me, I suppose. Alice's cheeks pinked and she swung her arms back and forth, itching to say something, but at the same time too shy. Well, well, I think you're braver than all your so-called friends, Alvina said, reaching over and selecting a tin mug from the collection on her little table. And that deserves a hot chocolate at least. If not, she said, producing something almost from thin air, a toffee apple. Alice's eyes lit up. Cool, ta! The others will be sorry they didn't come now. Anyway, she said in between bites, they ain't me friends really, because they call me a witch too, and they push me over. Do they now? Alice shook her head vehemently, which made her plaits twirl. It don't worry me though, she added brightly. The witch bit. I'm not so keen on the shoving part, but I only wish it was true and I was a witch. Then I could put spells on them. With that, she swirled her hand above her head in a theatrical and witchy way and added a kaboom just for good measure. Hmm. You'd need a wand though, wouldn't you? Alvina murmured, taking a contemplative sip from her own mug. Alice dropped her hand to her side. 
suppose so, she said, suddenly deflated. Alvina leaned forward and scooped a stick from the ground. She stared at it for a few seconds before waving a long, slender hand over it and presenting it to Alice. There you go. Thanks, she said slowly, but it's just a stick. Is it? Alvina asked with a glint in her eye. Or is it actually a wand? Seems to me your enemy friends wouldn't know a real witch if they ran into one, let alone saw a true magic wand. And, she added, warming to her theme, if you were a witch and that was a real wand, they'd better watch what they say around you from now on, what with you being my apprentice and all, because you could cause some real mischief with a level one witching wand, couldn't you? And they wouldn't know if you were telling the truth or not, would they? Alice's mouth fell open in wonder as her newfound friend's words sank in. Yeah, she gasped, her gaze moving from the wand to Alvina and back again. They wouldn't, would they? Although it's probably best that you and I keep the wand's magic properties to ourselves, otherwise everyone will want one. Alice nodded sagely. But you just remember, I've got friends around here. Alvina said, pointing to the owls in the trees and the bats zipping across the sky. And they'll keep an eye on you. So if those enemy friends are nasty again or you're ever in trouble, you just tell them and they'll let me know. Understand? Alice's mouth dropped open as she followed the line of Alvina's hand and saw the watching owls. The nearer one ruffled its feathers Something seemed to occur to her at that very moment. Something very important indeed. Barely containing herself, she said, Gee, thanks, Mrs. Witch. I mean, Alvina. You're welcome. Now I think you'd better be off home before your mother starts worrying. Alvina watched the little girl as she dashed down the path, waving the wand and shouting gleefully. After a few moments, Alvina stepped back. Strig! she called to one of the owls in the high branches of the trees. See she gets home safe, would you? The owl blinked dutifully, spread its snow-white wings and vanished like a thought into the night. Alvina smiled. It had been lovely meeting little Alice and to hear about her mum being so kind with the cake, even if it would take her another week before she actually got round to making and delivering it. People thought she was lonely when in reality she was anything but. She'd always preferred the company of animals to humans anyway, which reminded her the baby bats she was rearing would be wanting their supper any time soon. Yes, Alvina was certainly starting to feel at home here, which was unusual for her. She never tended to stay anywhere long because of the blasted witch hunters, although they were few and far between nowadays. She stoked the fire and sighed. It wouldn't be long before the next villager would be in her garden seeking advice. They wouldn't be nice like young Alice. That was the main reason she ended up moving around a lot. She couldn't stand it when people got too reliant on her or when they smothered her with weekly or horror of horrors daily visits, bringing pies and cakes and titbits of gossip they thought might interest her when she really couldn't care less. Her thoughts on this theme continued as she prepared their food. 
Not that anyone around the area was old enough to remember her, of course, but Alvina had actually been married once. But he was a wrong un, and had turned out to be a right nasty toad. Or, at least, he was by the time Alvina had finished with him. Smiling at the memory, and with one thoughtful glance towards the pond, Alvina stepped into the sanctuary of her cottage, ushered the cats, bats and owls inside, and closed the door. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please follow us, share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Bye for now.